Chapter 19 of Legends of Saints and Sinners. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Danielle Fedrigo, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Legends of Saints and Sinners by Douglas Hyde. Dialogue between two old women. Preface. This story of the women I got from Francis O'Connor. He said he heard it from one Mary Casey, a County Galway woman, but I don't know from what part of Galway. It is I who am responsible for the dialogue form of it, which I have used instead of putting in an occasional bald, said Mary, said Sheila. But it really was told more in a dramatic than a narrative form, the reciter's voice showing who is speaking. The words I have not interfered with. I once heard a dialogue not unlike this between two Melsey Indians in Canada who fell to discussing theology over the campfire at night after hunting. One was a Catholic and the other a close replica of Maria in our dialogue. The story of Pauline Criona seems familiar to me, but I cannot think where or in what literature I have met it before. The Story Maria A hundred welcomes, Sheila. It's a cure for sore eyes to see you. Sit down and rest and tell us your news. Sheila Musha, I have no news. It's not news that's troubling me. Maria Ah, and what's troubling you? Sure you're not ill? Sheila I'm not ill, thanks be to God and to his blessed mother. But I do be thinking of the four last ends— the death and the judgment and hell and heaven, for I know I shan't be much longer in this sorrowful world, and I wouldn't mind if I were leaving it tomorrow. Maria. No nonsense at all of that sort ever comes into my head, and I'm older than you. I'm not tired of this world yet. I have knowledge of this world, and I have no knowledge at all of the other world. Nobody ever came back to tell me about it. I'll be time enough thinking of death when he comes. And another thing, I don't believe that God created anyone to burn him in hell eternally. Sheila. You're going astray, Maria. Were you at Mass last Sunday? Maria. Indeed I was not. I was doing a thing more profitable. I was taking care of my hens, I was, to keep them from laying abroad, or I wouldn't have the price of a grain of tea or sneeshin throughout the week. That bull-gone bee-catch, Father Brian, wouldn't give me a penny if it were to keep me from being hanged. He's only a miserable, greedy Santachin. I had a little stirk of a pig last Christmas, and he asked me to sell it, to give him a shilling on Christmas Day. And as I didn't do that, he called out my name the Sunday after in the chapel. He's not satisfied with good food and oats for his horse and gold and silver in his pocket. As I said often, I don't see any trade as good as a priest's trade. See the fine working clothes they wear and poor people earning it hard for them. Sheila. I wonder greatly at your talk. Your unbelief is great. I wonder that you speak so unmannerly about Father Brian when, if you were dying tomorrow, who would give you absolution but the same father? Maria. Art Sheila. Hold your tongue. Father Brian wouldn't turn on his heel, either for you or for me, without pay, even if he knew that it would keep us out of hell. Sheila. The cross of Christ on us. I never thought it was that sort of woman you were. Did you ever go to confession? Maria. I went the day I was married, but I never bowed my knee under him before or since. Sheila. You have not much to do now, and you ought to think about your poor soul. Maria. That wouldn't keep the hens from laying abroad on me. And if I were to go to confess to Father Brian, instead of absolution, it's a bargaining I'd get from him, unless I had a half-crown on the top of my fingers to give him. Sheila. Father Brian isn't half as bad as you say. I'm going to his house this evening, with fresh eggs and a pint of butter. I'll speak to him about you, if you give me leave. Maria. Don't trouble yourself about me, for I'm not going near Father Brian. When I'll be on my deathbed, he'll come to me. Sheila. And how do you know that it's not a sudden death you'd get? And what would happen to you if you were to get a death without priest? Maria. 
And wouldn't I be as well off as the thousands who got death without heir or priest? I haven't much trust in the priests. It's sinners that's in them all. They're like ourselves, exactly. My own notion is that there's nothing in religion but talk. Did you ever hear mention of Podim Kriona, wise Patsy? Shilam. I did, often. Mariam. Very well, did you ever hear his opinion about religion? Sheila. Indeed, I never did, but tell it to me, if you please. Maria. Musha, then I will. There were three officers living in one house, and Padin Kriona was servant to them. There were no two of them of the same religion, and there used often to be a dispute amongst them, and every man of them saying that it was his own religion was the best religion. One day a man said to them, We'll leave it to wise Padin as to which of us has the best religion. We're satisfied, said the other two. They called in Padin, and a man of them said to him, Podine, I'm a Catholic, and what will happen to me after my death? I'll tell you that, said Podine. You'll be put down into the grave, and you'll rise again and go up to the gate of heaven. Peter will come out and ask you, what religion are you of? You'll tell him, and he'll say, go and sit in that corner amongst the Catholics. I'm a Protestant, said the second man, and what will happen to me after my death? Exactly as the other man. You will be put sitting in the corner of the Protestants. I'm a Hebrew, says the third man, and what will happen to me after my death? Exactly as the other two, you will be put sitting amongst the Hebrews. Now then, there is no one of them better off than the other, as Padine left them, and so the Catholic asked Padine, Padine, what's your own religion? I have no religion at all, says he. And what'll happen to you after your death? I'll tell you that. I shall be put down into the hole, I shall rise again and go up to the gate of heaven. Peter will come and ask me, of what religion are you? I will say that I have no religion at all, and Peter will say then, come in and sit down, or walk about in any place that you have a wish for. Now, Sheila, don't you see that he who had no religion at all was better off than the people who had a religion? Every one of them was bound to the corner of his own creed, but Podine was able to go in his choice place, and I'll be so too. Sheila. God help you, Mary. I'm afraid there's a long time before your soul in purgatory. Maria. Have sense, Sheila. I'll go through purgatory as quickly as lightning through a gooseberry bush. Sheila. There's no use talking to you or giving you advice. I'll leave you. When Sheila was going out, Maria let a screech out of her, which was heard for a mile on every side of her. Sheila turned round and saw Maria in the midst of a flame of fire. Sheila ran as fast as was in her to Father Brian's house and returned with him running to Maria's house. But my grief, the house was burned to the ground, and Maria was burnt with it, and I'm afraid that the, her, poor soul was lost. End of 19